You are now in the zone. With Taste Test Live. Hosted by Damien Lamar and Blue Francois. You're awesome. Thank you. It's nice to be awesome. Hey, what's Jazzin? What's Jazzin? How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. Good, good. <laughs> Welcome back to Taste Test Live. Yes. My name is Damien Lamar. I'm the host and producer of Taste Test on WJCT 89.9 FM. It's WJCT's new one-hour-long urban mix show that airs every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And guess what? What's that? The show comes on on Tuesday nights at 11 o'clock as well. woo Yeah, I also want to welcome back my good co-host, Blue Francois. Yes, that's me. I'm in the flesh. How have you been, man? I've been good, man. Well, well, I'm that's living. That's what's up. That's what's jazzing. That's what's jazzing. We got a lot to to cover. I'm really excited about today. We've we finally reached a, a milestone, or actually, mm. I should say, a milestone. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> it's a it's a milestone. And I'm really excited, and um, I'll be introducing the guests very very soon. But Blue, can you please take a few moments and tell our first time listeners who have never heard Taste Test Live? Of course, what's about? Of course I can. Each week on Taste Test Live podcast, we discuss the highlights and happenings of music and entertainment. We interview local artists, singers, producers, entrepreneurs, and more. And we occasionally feature new music or live performances. Yeah. Here. Right here. Right here on Taste Test Live. So, hey, I'm just going to make a quick plug. If you have not been on the show and you are a female, we need some estrogen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I like I like when the studio smells real good, mm-hmm. and um, and you and the the pheromones you feel the, the pheromones come really yeah. strong like MJ Baker. Mm-hmm. MJ is going to be back next week, by the way. Mm, I saw that a, a, an amazing that. amazing holiday Christmas album that she just dropped. It's got five EPs. So our guest next week will be MJ Baker. If you haven't heard her, search MJ Baker music. But um, I'm, I'm going to just jump right to the introduction because yeah. I want our guests to, jo- to to join us in the conversation about put this in your mouth because we've been neglecting this section of the podcast for, <laughs> for quite some time. Yeah. And people have told me, you guys don't do the music review anymore. Let's, you know, like what's going on? So um, without further ado, I'm going to take a quick moment and introduce our guest. Joining us tonight in Studio One right here in WJCT is none other than the infamous, the amazing, the lyrical Maul Jones. Yo, yo, yo. Let's yo, give it yo. up for Maul. Come on, one time, one time. Yeah, welcome, Maul. Welcome. Thank you, fellas. Let me Thank do you, a quick man. bio introduction for you. What's for up? those of you who don't know who Maul Jones is, Maul Jones is a recording artist. He's also an arts educator. He's a visual artist, and he is the master folk artist and a documentarian who curates the and hosts the Lyricist Live at Jacksonville Art Walk. The Lyricist Live is also an exclusive community youth cipher that's been taking place in downtown every month consecutively since 2011. The number one rule is, guess what? No cursing. And the cipher has seen no violence in its six-year history. It keeps the youth in the community inspired and safe. Maul also runs a state-funded apprenticeship through the Florida Folklife Program and the Division of Historical Resources and has placed his educational programs in several Title I schools around Duval County. And to, in November 2016, Maul traveled to England to represent the Jacksonville arts and culture community, and he became the first cultural ambassador of the arts in Jacksonville in Jacksonville history. So 
it's a it's a pleasure and an honor for you to finally be here. We've been talking about this for so long. Right, man. But welcome, Tom, yo. I'm, it's my pleasure to be here, man. You know, I, I waited. You know, I've been wanting to get on. I've been seeing, like, my friends come up here and stuff, and I've, <laughs> I've been talking to you about getting up here. And I was like, you know what? The time going to be perfect. Like, But now it's like you got Blue here. Like, you got my homie here. Like, yeah. it's two people that I rock with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So That's it's just it's, it's yeah. dope, Old Street man. was here with Patrick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. Yeah. They told me about it. I was like, man, yo, man. My friends always leave me when the fun stuff going down, you know. <laughs> but it's all good. Well, now you're officially in the hot seat. Right, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're here. So yo, I can I'm actually... cooling off on the hot seat, yo. I cool off on hot seats. You okay. Know what I'm yeah, yeah. You look so chill, man. Right. That's what's up. Right. So listen, man. I, I've been I've been watching you for several years, mm-hmm. and um, recently, I think our friendship has has grown because I'm starting to see your masterfulness. I start. I see your ge- your genius in the community and I see you're, you're, you're very humble, but you work behind the scenes and you're a master producer and you're to be complimented for that. And um, it's, it's an honor to have you here. I feel like, you know, the, the table should be turned. Like you should be interviewing me. No, no, I will. It's coming, yo. It's definitely it's coming. coming. It's coming. I hope I get an interview. Oh, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm putting things out there how I do. That's it. Speaking those things that are not as if they were. Right. We have the power of our tongue to create those things that we want to manifest. Come right on, here. man. So I believe Come that. Come on. I got I facts. I really do. I got facts to back yeah. it up. So um, we're gonna before we dig in, we're going to take a quick deviation. And I want you to join us in this conversation. Like, feel free to jump in and talk about all the stuff we're going to talk about. This section we haven't done in a while is called Put This in Your Mouth. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, yeah. Know, you, 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 you can take that. That's my joint. There you go. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm with. I'm with it. Um, like uh, gummy um lifesavers. Yeah. I'm all for them. You, you know all for that? Do they I'm save all... your life though? That's yeah. the most important thing. Look, are they really lifesavers? Listen, when when I'm when when when. When things are at their cloudiest, put it that way. You know what I'm saying? The gummies, you know, rejuvenate you. you yeah, know? they make you feel better. They make you walk proud and tall. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can say that. You know what I'm saying? You can say that. So it's been it's been a minute. So we're back. And uh, Blue, what, what do we have on deck? Who are we going to talk about this week? Um, Cardi B and Offset have broken up. I oh, saw that. God. I heard about Cardi it. Me and Offset broke up. Yeah, and, um, I know there's a lot of love there. She you know she loves him, and um, you know, you know everybody knew about Offset. You know, promiscuous ways. You know, on was tour. he was he promiscuous on tour? I mean, I mean Autumn yeah. shaking her head like, yep. like the, he's they they <laughs> they like the biggest you know rap young rap group in in uh, you know in music and everywhere they go they got millions of women fans from all backgrounds and nationalities and none of them get any any std tech <laughs> like, right. do, do they tech they don't them, care about them? that they don't care yeah they don't oh, care about that okay well you, you know so i see why cardi b did what she did yeah she could and then you know it's funny i i, I just watching her lives you know it's very messy i think you know when you when you when you can reach a certain level you know there's like they do like these uh these the celebrities they kind of do like some kind of hey you know sign this saying that whatever happened between us you know stays between us you yeah. know non-disclosure and, yeah non-disclosure, non-disclosure. Yeah. and it's like they don't i've care. sued people because they broke those before 
Yeah, and, and they don't care about that. It's like, it's hey, if I smash thing. you, right. if I smash you, here's a couple million. I mean, well, not I mean, here's a couple thousand. Keep this between us. So she went. Cardi B wasn't supposed to find out. Oh, okay. She wasn't supposed to find out. So, are you saying that Offset had a contract with somebody? Like, you don't tell my wife, <laughs> and you'll get this money. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that she wasn't supposed to find out about the situation. But I'm saying cheating is to be found out (laughs) (laughs) it's like the thing like you want to get found out you cheat cheat. and then there's something for you to be found out about yeah you're right you're right you can't really hide it you know what i mean yeah you can get away with it for a while it's like what comes what's in the dark must come to the light that that, that cliche right Mm -hmm. and and if you know hey now it it ain't necessarily in the dark when you're offset (laughs) He's not you know what I'm saying? Ain't too much shade you can find as Offset. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cardi. Yeah. And one last thing. Um, I heard um, they're going to be going to court for like, um, you know, like there's, um, I think he owns part of her brand. Yeah. So whatever she profits or makes, like if, once the divorce finalized, um, she he will get a percentage of everything she make for the rest of her career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, well that with the child support, that'll be a fair exchange. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, they both, what, they both millionaires. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but he's a part of helping her get to where she's at now. He wrote for her. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> you know, he. So, I mean, he definitely had a lot to do with uh, where she is and where she's yeah. going. So, you know, hey, if he got to pull a rug up on, if if, if it, everything ain't work out, man, you legal is legal. Legal is legal. Right? <laughs> legal is legal, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so are you a fan of uh, Cardi B? Yeah, I like Cardi B. I just, you know, I have a person. Didn't you say she was ratchet? I did. I think I okay. may have said she was ratchet, but I think she owns her ratchetness. Yeah, she did. She's the queen of ratchet. Well, I give that to um, her. You know, you know, occasionally she'll take to like Twitter or, uh, in, or actually, I think she went on Periscope and she was talking about how great her oral sex is mm-hmm. and that how she mm. keeps she keeps her man because it's that great. Yeah, and about no. what she does, mm-hmm. like very specific. Yeah. I just have a problem with the fact that she has a platform of a lot of young, impressionable girls that follow her, right? And may give them the impression that it's okay to talk like that. I, I that's that's why I have a problem, but that's my problem. See, what I'm saying because Cardi B don't care. Wow. Yeah. Now, next in Perfect. news, uh, <laughs> it's been a while since Frank Ocean blessed us with uh, "Blonde and Endless." Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Frank Ocean, and I don't think he's the best uh, vocal. Oh, hey, I want I want to bring that up after this. Um, about the King R and B. Did you see that between yeah, Tank? Yeah, yeah. We, I'm gonna talk about that next. But anyway, uh, it's been a while. Frank Ocean um, has went online yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah, yesterday to tease us with uh, that he's coming out with some new music. Um, it wasn't determined if it was gonna be a new album or a new. Um, or just a single but um, he's going to be working on a new project and uh, he gave her a sneak peek of the stuff that he's working on uh, last night on social media that that makes me happy how'd it sound Uh, I mean it's kind of like along with what he make already Mm -hmm. okay yeah, I mean, so, from what I heard. So no, no expansion, no growth. I mean, did you hear any anything? Sound different? sounded more space age. Okay. So or more I electronic. Want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that from Frank, yeah. Frank Ocean. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's where. He, oh, okay. So I, he I would fit in there. The electronic. He would do very well. Like so a Frank Ocean Daft Punk collabo would be mm-hmm. awesome. Um. Now moving on right along to well, no, no, that's not move yet. Hold on, okay, let me let ahead. me marinate on Frank. I'm gonna talk about go it. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you can. I, you can. You know, I was going through a breakup in 2012. 
You did. And and everything Frank tweeted was my thoughts. Yeah. So I I, I understand Frank. We think a lot alike. We do. Um, and, and it's just just real, you know. I, I respect him because he was one of the few people who who was able to pull Andre three thousand out for a verse. Yeah, solo, which was stupid. It was sick. Have you heard solo? Yeah. Okay. Thoughts from the lyricist himself. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy, yo. Yeah. I mean, listen, anything Andre hops on in this day and age is classic. I don't care what comes. Because like, he's not going to just hop on anything. No, no, he's not. He's, he's not. He, he's very strategic about it. Yeah. He's strategic, and the artists that he chooses to work with are in his caliber. Like, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, you know that's hats off to Frank Ocean. If uh, you know uh, Andre had to peep and see, yeah, you know um, him for who he is as an artist. He even like work with him, and he yeah. thinks about that. He I mean, even Beyonce. otherwise you see you Beyonce see and yeah. everything. He's done several tracks yeah. with Beyonce. Yeah. yeah, on her project and on his project. So wow. yeah, there's something to be said about his. I, I would love to be in the studio during a, a session just to watch his creative process. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting to see. And I like the fact that he's a musician. I like the fact that he works alone a lot. That's um, how, yeah. yeah. I, I respect that too. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I work. I, that's how I do everything yeah. in the house. In private, and then you debut in public. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's like actually that. quite encouraged. Right. I like it. It's right. different. So, yeah. Right. More, mad props to Frank. I can't wait Frank till Ocean. he puts that out. Yeah. That'll, that'll be very exciting. I got something to talk about. Go ahead. So, a couple weeks ago, I talked about Tierra Whack. I have to oh, talk about yeah. her right now because Maul is here, right? Okay. So I was in L.A. in early August, and um, I ended up going, taking a, a little 15-minute deviation from where I was staying to go hang out with my friend Brian and his partner. And they, like, did, they were like VJs. They put video, YouTube on, and they just were playing videos for me. And then I was like, okay, I got one for you. It was like, they did that for like three hours, and all of a sudden... I'm sitting on the couch and all of a sudden he puts T.R.O. Wack on and I'm like he said you got 15 minutes I say I got 15 minutes so 15 minutes is on and all of a sudden let me tell you how brilliant T.R.O. Wack is first of all she's from out of Philly second of all this girl put 15 songs called Wack World there's 15 songs each song is one minute long which means and then she did a video to accompany every song so you you go to youtube if you type in tierra whack world you're going to find her 15 minute ep every song's 15 minutes or excuse every, every song's one minute and there's 15 of them and they're all different she raps she sings she changes her hairstyle her color like i mean every, every, everything about her changes in every video and yet it's a woven thread it's a wonderful project it's all cohesive. 15 minutes though yeah and that's enough to get a grammy because mm-hmm. i think you have to have 15 yeah you have to have more than five songs and you have to have an ep of at least 15, 15. minutes in order to be considered for a grammy mm-hmm. i'm gonna read something from patrick hulk 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 hulkskin whack world is a bold statement of intent he says in tierra wax world mtv stands for men touch vaginas ab me abc means all boys cry and BET means bitches eat tacos. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so that's that's her song, Cable Guy. So Whoa! Listen to her lyrics in her song. Whoa! She's a she's one of these artists that 
that is going to take the world by storm because she did not she she used the formula that they set before us in the in the formula of instagram Bro. you only get a minute <laughs> I've, I, I've been on this for quite a while and, I, and i'm talking about years and, and any, anything i talk about that i'm doing creatively yeah. i like the fact that there's researchable data to confirm what I'm talking about. Exactly. I don't like to just talk about, oh, I used to do this back in blah, blah, blah. I have dates for everything. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, I have dates and time frames for everything. It's a timeline. With, 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 when I saw that she did that Whackwell thing, I had already um, on Instagram, the way I promoted my shows is because I did all the video, the, the, the videography work yeah. for the flyers. So I would create the flyers to like come together within the one minute of the Instagram video. And you can go back and look yeah. years, five years ago, I would have everything come together before the end of the one minute. And I started putting songs on my flyers. Yeah. I started with the artist lounge that I just did tonight. Like I put the song with the event that I captured. So it's, it's, it's doing audio, it's audio, visual and it's a it's a uh it's an edited experience. piece one minute experience so, so i put it all together yeah. for that one minute and and boom but that's the thing when what i said when i with my ep it was going to be all one verses because it's like the attention span the way people see music now and it's at it's so disposable that you got these disposable songs that are three verses long and you're getting all of this crud yeah you know it's all we're, we're packed with all of this and it's three minutes useless of crud. crud so that's why why you see a lot of these um these classic artists making these short eps because they're more the potency of the content is so much more right that the people that have been you know getting this getting this rush of all of this intake now it's like we're gonna give you a short burst of the good stuff yeah because that's what you can take opposed to trying to get all of what i bring in a world where you're bombarded by disposable things all the time yeah you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, for for her to put out a project of that magnitude in 15 That's minutes, dope. I mean, it's That's like like dope. you know, again, it's not like anybody hasn't done it before, right? But for a cohesive EP. Most people don't put out an EP that's only 15 minutes long. Right. They want to try to go at, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, mm -hmm. five, six songs. And I've know. always thought like that. Like my, my, my father was a jazz musician and he would write these memoirs about jazz at the time during this during this 60s and 70s and the emergence of jazz mm -hmm. and how pop and rock and roll was was pushing it off the radio like and i would literally read this stuff when i was like 16 years old 17 years old and i would get into hip-hop and not know that these same situations mirror yeah different genres right so i i like i saw what he was talking about when it comes to different fads playing into pushing what what the, the real culture out exactly and and that's what led me to like do things differently like it didn't matter like the the, the whole thought of mass producing music it's like a factory product right 
like in the radio, like three songs, 16 bar verses. I I couldn't do music like that. It right. was like I tr like even just living my life and being a musician and hearing other musicians, I didn't I purposely did not want to recreate what they were creating. Like I would you make were, one were, verse songs. I think that they call that be being more, a, a nonconformist. Yeah. I, I, I would I would make one verse songs and my one verse songs would get the play that your whole mixtape would get. Right. So I, I I would be like bars. I, I told I said, you look, I'm taking verses and moving them within the the art field, the art realm that I work in. So when I took the Shakespeare poem, like I said, I said that year, I said everything I do is gonna be one verse. I don't care what mm. it is, whether it's a poem or I write a song. And I did the Shakespeare, I did the proudest dad ever for my son. Yeah. And oh, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember that yeah, was yeah. one verse about his whole life up to the point where he turned eight years old and it en encompassed everything. And I said, yeah, I can verse. do this wow. with one verse. <laughs> and then I did the Shakespeare. I wrote the one verse Shakespeare poem. It took me around the world, you know? So yeah. I was, I was proving to myself what I could do with the content that I wanted to create versus like, yo, Ma, you never write two verses. I used to hear that, look like you, you never finish songs. I'd be like, yo, what are you talking about? It's finished. Right. <laughs> I just wrote a verse, yeah. it's done. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. I'm not going back to it. It's This is it. You know? I so, said what I said. <laughs> that's why I brought some joints tonight. Like they were like they were one verse joints. But they feel like songs. Yeah. You know, they're a whole song. So songs. speaking of which, are we gonna do we have any more to talk about on Yeah, Sinai? yeah, just real quick. Um okay. you know, Quest Love does a podcast. Oh yes. Yeah, he does an awesome podcast. Um yes. you can hit on SoundCloud link. Um he's hit on SoundCloud. But anyway, Michelle he interviewed Michelle Obama while she was on her tour and she um was talking about you know, Stevie Wonder, her child you know, childhood music that she grew up with, like Jackson Five and Quest Love, you gotta hear it. He curated, no, he created three playlists, three playlists uh, owed to Michelle Obama nice. of some of the music that she grew up listening to. Wow. Yeah, it's dope. It's um, So so y'all make sure y'all check that oh, out. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, Mad props to Quest Love. Yeah, he, out of, he's, another he's one really out of Philly. You know, yeah. Philly's representing tonight. And then, uh, but anyway, the name of the, uh, his podcast is called the uh, Supreme Podcast, Quest Love Supreme Podcast. Okay. Uh, so y'all make sure you check it out. Um, now, real, one, one last thing real quick. Jacquees went online and said that he is this generation's king of R&B. Yes. He said that so he. I think he was waiting to save this one for the last, for <laughs> yeah. last. And, and uh, it was so funny because somebody played a clip of him singing live and they were just like, he was just messed up. So anyway, so Tank chimed in, Jay Holiday, uh, everybody chimed in, was going at him hard. And Tank made a post on Instagram. I had screenshotted so I could read it verbatim. He said. First, R. Kelly is the king of R&B. The accusations don't disqualify what he's accomplished. Second, if you can't go in the studio by yourself and make a hit record, you're not my king. If you can't sing it better live, you're not my king. I appreciate all the talent out there, but we are using this word king way too loosely. The general. Okay. I got another one for you. Good. So, Rasan Patterson, I follow him on Instagram. On Instagram. Oh, yeah, he said so. I didn't read Rassan it Rasan Patterson, R-A-H-A-R-A-H-S-A-A-N Patterson. He says, James, Aretha, Michael, Prince, and Whitney have gone to glory. There is no need for everyone to label themselves queen or godfather of anything. Hashtag the end. Case closed. So, Let's prepare the funeral. Right. <laughs> he get all that. Yeah. Like, uh, 
I don't think there's any more kings of anything at this point. Yeah. Uh, the the titles are there. They we we've been there, done that. So you don't you don't want to give R. Kelly his credit? He's not your king? No. You don't want a pedophile to be your king? Oh, I, did, I didn't imply that he was a pedophile. <laughs> I just don't want I don't want R. Kelly to be my king. <laughs> sorry. I don't have a king. Oh, let me not let me not talk about that. Yeah. You know they got like a a, a pedophilia group now. Yeah, we we don't want to get attacked yeah, by the so pedophilia. Don't, yeah, don't attack us. Group. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> don't attack us. Don't come for us unless we send for you. <laughs> anyway, that's it for music. All news. I got to say before you close that out <laughs> is Aaron Hall would disagree. <laughs> All right. I used to get that confused. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for put this that's in it your for mouth. Put this in your mouth. That's, and that's enjoy that, everybody. Yeah. Mm. So we're gonna take a quick break. Um, all you brought a song. What's the first song we're gonna play and, um, and take us out the break? Um, play. Uh, she doing it. She doing it. I she like doing that. it. Tell yeah. us a little bit about it before we play it. Um, I just recorded it, man. It was a, a song produced by uh, DJ Shotgun of the Grizzly Vets. I woke up one morning. I recorded it. I knew I was coming to do the Taste Test Live. I said, Yo, Taste Test Live would be dope if they played this song on my on on my uh appearance and so i bought it for you so no one's ever heard this joint like no one's this ever is heard an, this is a taste test live exclusive i bought you two exclusives man people exclusive. don't hear my jones music you know what i'm saying this exclusive this to give you all the drops all right know? so right here on taste test live this is Maul jones she doing it how she moving it doing it well yeah she oozing it caught in the spell hell she using it with it, damn, she be doing it, doing it well. How she moving it, moving it well, yeah, she oozing it. Caught in the spell, hell, she using it. A fool with it, damn, she be doing Pretty it. Pretty flower raised on soul power. Queen in my dreams, taking waterfall showers. In the sunset, God bless every princess. Hope she inherit the mind of this impress. Impress since 10th grade, I bench pressed with my wimp chest. Just wanting to impress. Tasha, Keisha, Kanika, Khadija. Her voice like Aretha. Sing like Jill, talking so real. That when she grabbed the mic, they make it a big deal. Like they don't know how she rolled queen with a shield. That's real, recognized by a king in the field. And when I see a pose in that prominent stance, right under her feet, she be conquering land. Applying a plan, put another knot in her hand. Taking it from the man and giving it to her man. Cause she doing it, doing it well. How she moving it, moving it well. Yeah, she oozing it. Caught in the spell, hell, she using it. A fool with it, damn, she be doing it. Doing it well, how she moving it. Moving it well, yeah, she oozing it. Caught in the spell, hell, she using it. A fool with it, damn, she be doing it. Man, that was dope. Yes, yes, yes. I, well, I got. I have a thing, a, a question to ask you, Maul. What's up? We were talking about the whole nonconformity earlier, mm-hmm. and how you, as an artist, you march by the beat of your own drum. You, you're going to do exactly what feels right because everybody else is going in their own lanes. Mm-hmm. With this particular song, it's a minute and fifty three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's two minutes. It's two minutes long. Right. Why not give us something longer? Um. 
because my life is longer and I will live longer and I'll like do more things and I'll create and like until I die, there'll be things that I do sporadically and artistically that might not, you know, fit into what somebody's mind is already designed to receive, but it's okay because I like that friction that loosens up it yeah. breaks up you the know monotony uh, of it all yeah right you know and then like you want to play it again like it's like if you love it you want to play it again you get what you 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 feel it you listen to it you want to play it again boom it didn't take up your time to absorb observe my energy it's like the 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 kung fu master you know he doesn't He's not gonna come in like a like a like a uh, like a. He's not gonna come in brawling and swinging and 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 doing crazy. He's gonna be calculated, yeah. and then he's gonna duck, and then he's gonna that one lunge, that one punch is gonna drop his opponent. You know, he's the he's the one punch the one punch king. You know, and you won't like, see him coming. You, you you won't see him coming, and you're. I just like having that that angle to where I can just do something and see how you felt about it. Like yeah. if, you know, if you lo- if you love it, if you like it, that's good. If you didn't, that's good because I'm I'm probably on like five things past that already. By the time you got to like it or not like it, like I'm on something at that point, and I'm on something else. So whether I'm editing a video, doing music. It's like it's just something that pushes me to the next project, you know. Somebody they might encapsulate that and make that their life, what I did, but and 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 want to talk about that. But I'm I'm like moving forward and trying to like explore, just the art that I'm able to do, you know. So let's go. Let's go back. Let's let's do some. Uh, the, the, in a, there's a term in. Uh, in, in, in a therapy session, and I'm not a therapist by any means, but I, I know this one term is called regression therapy. Good old days. Regression, regression therapy involves g- taking a person back. Yeah. So we're going to take all of our listeners back a little bit to how talk far? about the the, to, to, to the beginnings of what yeah. make Maul Jones Maul Jones, right? All right, all right? So set the stage up. What was it like growing up? What all made right. at the at the very beginning? Because hip hop, as we know has been prolific for a little over 40 years, mm-hmm. right? 40 years. 40 years. So let's go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you. The, tell us where you grew up and what, what made I'll you start. I'll tell you the whole story, man, because it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because a lot of people haven't misconstrued. They're like, they think, like, I'm in Jacksonville. I'm an artist, a rapper. And people, like, uh, my entire time living in Florida, people, like, you know, they kind of categorize me as an up-north rapper, but I really categorize myself as a southern artist because I've been living in Florida since I was 10 years old. You know, I've been traveling. So you're like me, Florida bred by way of New York. Right, by, by way of New York because I've been traveling up and down the East Coast as a kid, 16 years old. You still was, have your accent, though. Yeah, I, I've always been in contact with family members other outside of Florida, Jacksonville. Like, I've even had family members that moved from New Jersey to Florida because I made it popping as a kid. <laughs> like, I was a kid making it Florida seem dope. Like, yeah. 16, they, like, 17, I'm on the radio, 92.7, freestyling. 
the thing, the same thing I made history for in Jacksonville, yeah. I did in this city in the 90s. Like it wasn't like it, nothing happened overnight. So moving from moving from uh, East Orange, New Jersey, I moved from New Jersey straight to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So I, I, I moved to Florida when I was 10, got in school here. Watched the space shuttle Challenger blow up over my head at at, at in, in 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 middle school, you know, and that yeah. kind of you know it 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 made me just look at like everything differently. That was like one of those times in my that was like the before nine eleven. Yes, you know? I remember. And I and I moved from Jersey to Florida for it to happen over my head and just to look up and see the smoke spreading from the the space shuttle challenger as being a kid that was like interested in science and interested in math and all of these things that uh you know made the 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 uh nasa uh as an artist that's where in blue when i walked in blue called me molecule because i was that rapper that rapped about science and 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 I would break things Chemistry, down yeah, like yeah. and um scientifically with with words yeah. and that's what that's where that name came from. So all of those things molecule people don't understand the science of me being an artist like I because I moved to Florida I was 10 years old I saw the space shuttle challenger blow up over my head and I went and I I, I was in I was poor. We we just came from being homeless. You know, I was going through a lot at at the time with my mother and uh there was there was so much going on that it crafted me into this person that ended up moving to Jacksonville and getting involved in the artist community here mm-hmm. which was non-existent there was a few people rapping yeah like 3 mm-hmm. like literally mm-hmm. there's three people rapping i met them i knew them we you, ended you up. You name drop names. You oh, I can, I can, I can name drop them all day. Uh, uh, Liquid Man, uh, Liquid Man, my man Lamar. He, he's Papa Funk. He's got a. He's. Got a, I don't know if you, if you heard of Funk Shop. Yeah, yeah, funk yeah, shop. yeah. Red, yeah, yeah red. Okay. Funk Shop. Yeah, that's yeah, my red. man. Yeah, that's your one boy. Of the yeah, first, one of the first rappers in Duval that I ever heard that was like made me be like, oh my god, he's I a producer now. Out here now. Yeah, he's still rapping. We, we, we and we have Funk we have, Shop. <laughs> yeah, Funk Shop. Shouts out to Funk music. Shop. Him, <laughs> Willie Evans Jr. Willie yeah. Evans. Yeah. L- listen, they were both in a group together, right? And 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 the group the the group was called Deep Rooted, and they uh-huh. were uh, it, it was those three guys in a group. Uh, it was those two guys in a group with my man Jawad Mills, and uh, I, I don't know. Shouts if you out know, to Jawad. Yeah, non-similar. See, Iconic these, Studios. Wait, Icon Studios. Yeah, Icon yeah. Studios. When I when I when I moved here, like they were just kind of like forming a group, and I was like this kid that wanted to get involved in to 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 hip hop there wasn't really anything going on so we would get up we would just meet up like before there were like spots to hang out in Jacksonville yeah. like and listen to music we would just all meet up together and like talk about about music and and do music and i watched from that point you know as a did you go to skate city groups. growing up on Sutel? 
Yeah, I did go. What was what was like? What was it like on Skate Listen, City? Listen, man, it was the trap. They don't even know it was, it was the trap. They don't. Before the word trap came out of people's mouth, that was a that trap. That was the trap. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would go there. I would always. It, I was always at the spots that's happening in Jacksonville. And see, that was the difference between me as a hip-hop artist. A lot of the real underground hip-hop cats stayed at certain events, but mm -hmm. I was at the hood events. Yeah. And that and that's, that's why I asked I was if you from was at Skate street. City. That's why. Like, <laughs> I, I came from New York, so I was always, wherever I went, I was, was looking for the slums. For, yeah, I was looking for the hood. <laughs> like, I, you know. To the grid, I, the street. I wasn't used to white boys, like, rapping. Like, when I, <laughs> when I moved out yeah. here, I wasn't used to white people people like being involved in yeah, rap. We know some cold ones here. Vanilla right, Ice right. was the only but, the Vanilla Ice was the only person that was uh, rapping back but, then. But no no when no. Made of the Beastie Boys. No, no, but there were there were so, a lot of dope cats, but it was just like I was confined to like the hood. So it was like I didn't really I wasn't really exposed to a lot except for the, you know, the mainstream cats that right. I knew of. Mm -hmm. And then I moved here and I saw all kind of different cultures, all kind of different people like partaking in the culture whether it was break dancers graffiti writers there was white black all different like du duval was so diverse in that aspect and that and, and just to uh speed it up and make a, a long story short all of those things is what is how i developed something like the lyricist live it's having all those relationships right. over the years with all of these different rappers and mcs that knew me from the past and it was easy for me to reach out to people who i already knew to get them involved to do this and it it, it came this you know community culture thing. so yeah so since you you talk about you always obviously talked about the artist lounge or working with uh, artists local artists here in, in duval mm -hmm. county and then I'll, you mentioned the lyricist live um, let's let's talk about the arts community specifically, mm -hmm. real quick, and then we're gonna dive into lyricist live because I I got a question about some battle, you know, this battle league that's oh. that I heard about. BBA. But um, yeah, so every single artist lounge is it, it happens. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It's the second Tuesday of every month, but starting next year in January, it'll be on the second Thursday. But that's the only one. All the other ones are going to be on the second Tuesday of the okay. month. And what we do at the Artist Lounge, um, it, it started, I think we started in like 2015, 2014 with the Cultural Council. And I would I would host uh, an, an event to kind of bring like the artist community together and talk about their projects. It was kind of like a social thing. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we scaled it back and then brought it back. And I came back... Uh, to team up with the artist um, with the cultural council to do the artist lines with the co-host Candice Nicole Clark, mm -hmm. um, and she's a she's an artist in Duval, and her husband Christopher Clark is a is a muralist and artist, and we they they kind of put our minds together to host this community uh, art event to bring all the like artists and all their disciplines together to talk about their different projects and kind of like make you know bring the artist community together so that's been that's been going on solid for three years i've had mm -hmm. the privilege of being there mm -hmm. um it to me and this is my opinion i feel like it provides a, a, a launch pad and mm -hmm. a platform where people who not who do not have an opportunity to know what's going on in the arts community mm -hmm. be surrounded by their peers people that right. actually are going to really come out and really support them right and bring their friends right so um, I highly recommend if you if you know anything about every single artist lounge, I highly recommend you if you can attend, go 
yeah. experience it. Real um, dope. And it's it's a very relaxed, loose networking uh, uh, platform. Yeah. Um, today we were, up, we were at Riverside Fine Art Fine Arts, but we take mm-hmm. uh, we go to we visit different cultural organizations around the city for each event. Like mm-hmm. um, before that, we were in Cork Arts District, but just a great way to like get artists together. Like a lot of a lot of artists that are really good artists might be not like social people, so we have this event for those type of people to right. come out and kind of get you know everybody's not clubbing and stuff like exactly. that so we want everybody to come together so we can talk about like you know real things real projects and stuff that's actually happening in the city and i'm um, glad it exists man and 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 mad props to the culture council of greater jacksonville for for sponsoring it um as well um now what made you really start lyricist live you mentioned lyricist live several times yeah the lyricist live. give us a little bit of like give us some background we for people who don't know what lyricist live is okay. paint a picture okay for the, us the lyricist live started as a as a show called the lyricist hour and that was a podcast with me and a friend of mine, Mass Appeal. Mass Appeal. We we would we would we we got together, and he wanted me to. He was doing the second season of his podcast, and he knew like just with the thing about my uh my my relationships in the community, like all these different artists I know. So he you know he played it smart and was like, I'll get somebody you know, who knows all the artists and I'll get them to co-host with me on the podcast and we can bring people on. What, but like, just like what you're doing, we would bring like the local artists, the underground artists into the studio to talk. It was, it was at his parents' house at the time, you know what I'm saying? But we would bring people in to, uh, basically interview them about uh, whatever events were going on in the city kind of like the artist lounge but with hip-hop you know so we were doing that at at, at, uh icon boutique the clothing store on adams street and for the art walk shows i wanted to like do something that was that that went along with the actual outside of uh, event that was happening the art walk we would do our show inside people would come in the store like and patronize the store while they were watching the show it was kind of a deal like so that. so for our, our individuals that are listening that are not part of jacksonville what happens every first wednesday in downtown jacksonville is something called first wednesday art walk that's sponsored by an organization called downtown vision mm-hmm. incorporated they've been running this thing for 16 years mm-hmm. and is the largest outdoor art arts and culture explosion that happens on the first Wednesday. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty dope. And I've been seeing you for a while. Yeah. So it was outside or it was yeah. inside. I bought it out. I bought it outside. Uh, there was a freestyle portion of the show after we uh, interviewed people. Mm-hmm. We would have, like, the guests. They would be able to partake in the cypher. Well, uh, that went on till about our third season, and the mass appeal was moving. So yeah. it was just like me being just this one person. It was, at first, it was like you guys doing a show and one person was the logistical person and one person was the voice. Right. Well, those two people split up and mm-hmm. Mass Appeal did his own thing. But with what I was doing in my place in Jacksonville, it was like, okay, I'm just going to take the freestyle portion, which I hosted, and bring it out to the block. I'll, I'll leave a... I, I, all the logistical sure. uh, interviewing and stuff like that. I'll just leave that to the side and just come right out to the art walk and and do the cipher. And so you were literally create, like I said, creating an experience. Yep. 
Yep. Creating an yeah. experience for people that pass by. Uh, obviously, creating a lot. A it was lot of visual art. Visual it was visual. Art. It was, it, it, and the thing is, the, the how I teamed it with the art walk was my piece, the lyricist live was visual art. It was visual performance art that you could see how the 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 music of the '90s and the lyrical content that came out of the '90s that everybody talk about. This is the machine that built it. These ciphers. So when you can you can walk in Jacksonville and see a replica of what created that burst of lyrical content that happened throughout the '90s that everybody talks about, mm-hmm. and I just take that and reproduce it. And at the same time, it's it's so in a microcosm. It's what hip created hip hop. And I'm from the Bronx, New York. Like we was talking about Cardi B. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's she's Bronx born, and I was born Bronx, born. Bronx you know Lebanon Hospital. Yes, yeah. well, I, born, and uh, I'm being from the Bronx, New York, the birthplace of hip hop. It just it just felt like right to do something like that in Jacksonville, in the city I, I I'm from, and that I brought my hip hop to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it something original, so that's that. That was the whole thing, so and, you, and I'm pledging the greats, the legends like Cool Herc. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And 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 those cats that started it, the my forefathers. So you, know so you work with Mass Appeal. You obviously recorded a track. You brought another track called "Pull Your Heel Out." Yeah, yep, yep. That was DJ Monster. He's DJ another Monster. One. Yeah, me and me and DJ Monster got together and and did a joint. You know, you know how the joints back in the day, like when you used to have the DJ voice used to be on there. Like yeah, he didn't yeah, really yeah. do nothing, but he just vibed out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we just, you know, came up. I just came with that vibe, and with him, and we just put this together. Like it's another song. Like boom, just. So we're gonna play that. Play it. Uh, pull your heel out right now. For the on ladies, taste, taste you know? test live out. Yeah, for the right. ladies. Taste test live. This is for the ladies. You know, I came on my smooth suave. I got my jacket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming on no backpack crazy rap. I'm just coming to you know like ease y'all into these rhymes.
baby, you so natural, you should let me have you. Hey, let's go. Uh, you should let me have you. And aromatics like magic When you slide on to that satin Laughing together This love with such passion Remember We let that petty bullshit back in Neither one of us could tell the other what happened You assume accuse No facts to back it And then mid-argument We end up busting out laughing That's why we gon' dance tonight Pretty toes So you putting on them heels tonight My composure done got you in your feels tonight Feel that Then you feel it right, right. Put your heels out Let the real out Put your heels out, let the real out. Put your heels out, let the real out. Like saying you so natural, you can build a castle. Put your heels out, let the real out. Put your heels out, let the real out. Put your heels out, let the real out. Lady, you so natural, you should let me have you. That's some good stuff, man. That's a that's a two step John right there. Oh, get your butt. That's a, that's that's a two step John right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, what what's what inspired pull your heel out? Man, I was just like in the studio like two thirty in the morning. Me and DJ Monster, and we just came from the cipher, like the cipher open open mic poetry. Yeah. And we were sitting. And um, I was like, yo, this is the first time coming through, like, this, the lab. We was in the bomb shelter, yo. Big ups to the bomb shelter, yo. That's, that's my studio, right? So he came through, and um, I was like, yo, yo, remember them joints back in the day? Like, DJ used to get on the joint. I was like, yo, we need to do that joint like that. I was like, you didn't do the beat. But you know, I I, I need your I need <laughs> your creative essence on this. You're just a cool dude, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So you know, we got together and did that joint, man, and it. Uh, you yeah, know, that's I, that's I, a, I, I like that it. track. Pull your heel out, two step. Right. You know, yeah. get the ladies out, like some, you know, some like grown and sexy vibes. That's that's some pre R Kelly joint right there. Right. No, 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 nah, nah, bro. <laughs> don't don't do don't do me like that, bro. Don't do me like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Already uh, already got a bad name. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be super misogynist R. Kelly. Oh, no. Oh. Nah. Speaking of uh, controversy, <laughs> um, can you tell us about how like the struggles and all the stuff you fa- you would face when they uh banned the lyricists are at downtown by the city, like, like what happened? Um, that was crazy. Well, I had been doing the lyricist live for seven years, and for the first time, the art walk 
hit me up and they asked me, um, you know, kind of perform inside. Like, <laughs> I know you was like, what? And I'm like, yo, hip hop started outside. Like, it's kind of why I do what I do outside. It's kind of like an ode to the rec room park jam type style. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I kind of can't do it inside, you know. Uh, but they wanted me to do that because the Confederate flag uh, waivers or whatever, you know, they were they were protesting the the statue staying up in Hemming Park. Right. We all know it needs yeah, to yeah, come yeah. down. Yeah, like, yeah. Who doesn't know that that needs to come down? Like it's <laughs> right, just right. you know, you, it's like the longer you let it stay up, it's just the more you're telling but your truth. What did that have to do with the lyricist lounge though? But they didn't want. Okay, here's the thing: when you, when you when you have brothers with microphones and voices on the street versus bigotry, hatred, racism. That, those two things... Incite, they say it incite what? A little bit of clash, maybe. Yeah, they don't... I, I can see where they saw that being a problem. So, it's not our problem. We've been out there for seven years with no violence, not one fight. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure Confederate flag waivers are used to fights and used to fighting and used to... Getting in arguments with people about, you know, their... They're pretty confrontational. You know, so we're not. You know, we're right. just live. Like, we, we, we use words. So I can I know a couple rappers out there that probably would have roasted them pretty bad if they would have, like, met up in the same place. But that's as bad as it would have been. And, um, you know... And that's it. it. We, we could have possibly, you know, changed some people's minds about... Well, because your platform is, it, it, you you stand on nonviolence. It's nonviolent yeah. nah. lyrical. I mean, with that exploitation, right? That's right. it. You you you're using your your might is in your words. Period. Your the might that you have is in your words. Now, I've seen people who are that good at words that they could <laughs> inflict some they, some action. You know, sure. but that's the that's the power of words. I want the 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 artists and the the young men that come to my cipher to capsulate that kind of voice. I need them all to have that kind of voice. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. I don't want them to have the weak voice. I want them to have the strong voice. So if you say so, if you can if you can get reach that type of base with your words, then you actually have power and you need to, instead of thinking physical, you need to see where you can go mental from mm, that point. Right. So it's kind of like this catalyst. Like the Lyricist Live is a catalyst for young men to like really get out of manhood what they might not get from the camaraderie of being in a group of men, a circle of men. Mm -hmm. Like in this circle, we don't, we don't curse each other. We don't, push each other we let we we leave space for everybody to step in one at a time and we're not even thinking about manners but this is just our culture it's this culture. is something you, you, you see created. what i'm saying yeah. it's nothing no one had to teach us no one said maul jones you can have the cipher as long as you don't curse and as long as you know i came out here and said these are my rules right Th these are the rules i'm setting and this I got letters from the Secretary of State. 
we're enriching the lives of the people in our community Absolutely. by doing it. We didn't ask we didn't ask if we could do this. This is something from the culture that benefits the community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mad that, props to you, my friend. Thank you. I, I watch it and it's 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 amazing to see 50, 60, 70 people surrounded on a corner like crowded like it's just digesting all this lyrical content that right. these young people are, are spitting it's, it's, it's unbelievable yeah and like Blue said I've, I've learned a lot from this experience like I couldn't have gotten a better learning experience to be a cultural ambassador now like I got named cultural ambassador in 2016 yeah. But I started on my conquest in 2011 being a person who corrals artists. Right. I didn't know in 2016 the Channel 4 News to say Jacksonville's first cultural ambassador of the arts. It's just my focus on trying to do something cohesive that's beneficial to the community with utilizing my talents. My, you know, and mm-hmm. um, that's how I became the first cultural ambassador arts the first florida the first uh hip-hop artist labeled a folk artist in the state's history they've never florida folk life program have been documenting folk art in florida for 60 years and they've never said that person rapping is a folk artist I made them recognize it I, I, I came to a street in Jacksonville set my microphone up and said if you miss this you're not a cultural city you're not you're you're not the city you're trying to be if you don't recognize what this is so um you know that's why I started the lyricist live and that's why um you know I continue to do it today because it's 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 breaks barriers it breaks stereotypes like you think oh there's this thing downtown where there's a bunch of people rapping but you got 70 year old white men out there rapping with (laughs) seven year old black boys exactly like you've never in your life seen such a dichotomy type of those type of relationships and those things come together. Rapping did that. Right. Hip hop in Jacksonville did that. Where else? Where else did that? That leads me to my my next question. I have a couple more, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not sure. I'm sure Blue may have something. Oh, yeah, yeah, there too. But mm-hmm. billions, billions of questions. Uh, I only have two left. Um, <laughs> okay, I got you. One of the questions that I wanted to know, since you mentioned hip hop in Jacksonville specifically, mm-hmm. I consider you a thought leader mm-hmm. of hip hop because you're a product of this community. You do things in the community. Um, what is your take on the the state of hip hop in Jacksonville? It's a loaded mm, question. Good question. Um, the state of hip hop in Jacksonville is good, man. It's so good. Like we got, um, you know, I started my company, which is Coral Castle Incorporated, and Coral Castle is kind of an ode to an, a Florida legend. It's a story by a man named Edward Lee Scallion. He built this coral castle out of coral down in um, in uh, Homestead, Florida. And it was like, th- this was like in the 70s, and it has all these anomalies, th- these physical anomalies that go along with it. And I said, I want to do that for Jacksonville. I want to do, I want to build a coral castle with artists, with 
with my community. I want to do that here. And it's something now that people come for miles around to Homestead to see like a tourist attraction. And the Lyricist Live is like something people come from downtown to see. And, yeah. you know, Castle is my mother's maiden name that I lost. So it's kind of like everything, All everything is like tied into my family history, mm-hmm. uh, my father being a jazz musician and, and giving me all this game about music as a young kid. You know, I was around like jazz legends and greats and uh, people who gave me uh, perspectives about music that I wouldn't even had just being a rapper, you know, or or I've got all these art disciplines inside of me that make me the rapper that I am. It's not like, you know, so it's not like I'm just really trying to do this. This is like a family tradition. Like you can look at my uncle, you can look at my father, what my father did. You can look what his father did. You can see my, my, my cousins. It's like my whole family thing. I'm just one person from my family that's estranged in Jacksonville mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing as a part of what like my family's doing wherever they are around the world. You mm-hmm. know? So um, it's a community thing. It's so hip hop, the state of hip hop. The state of hip hop. Right. So the state of hip hop, man, I be talking too much. Right. No, this is so, good stuff. This is stuff that you didn't share earlier. Right. The so, state of hip hop in Jacksonville is good. My man Bosswood just won the glorious challenge. And, oh um, yeah! Shout out to Bosswood. Big Crit had a glorious challenge, and and and, um, and Bosswood, my man Bosswood, he, he did his killed thing. it. He did his and thing, and he's definitely worth checking out. Uh, um, emerging Jacksonville artist. Uh, all there's so many uh, events going on now. Like when I started out here, there was like old mannequins from the '70s in yeah. storefronts yes. and cobwebs on them. Like literally, like that kind of. Yes. That's what downtown was. Yes. And I remember rapping in front of those stores. Right. So like now, looking at it now, where there's all these events going on, there's hip hop events every week. You know, you got different. There's, there's monthly events and there's all kind of uh, artists that are doing their thing. Um, and I'm, I'm just happy that the Lyricist Live has been a platform for a lot of those artists. And um, now it's like everybody's kind of, you know, standing on their own and taking their, you know, taking their, their creativity where it's supposed to go. And I wanted to be that catalyst for that. Like with the Lyricist Live, I didn't have... I didn't have that outlet where, like, when Jacksonville, when I was rapping in front of the old mannequins, there wasn't a place I can say, oh, next month at the Lyricist Live, I'm going to go mall to mall Jones spot and kill it. Like, I didn't have that. It was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm going to meet you on 6th Street and you're dead. I'm going to I'm gonna bar you to death. Like, and we used to meet up, his clique and my clique, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. meet up and rap, <laughs> and then we just go home like that. But yeah. now it's organized and there's actual events going on in downtown and, like, it's lit up. Yeah. Like the city. And um, so I'd say the state is great. Like the where it's going, there's going to be way more stuff happening. There's going to be way doper things happening and going on. And like I just see it going up from here. I don't see stagnicity with Duval like other people see it because right. they're they're not looking at it from the trajectory in which I've 
I've studied it Absolutely, from. right. So when I, they're like, oh, Jacksonville and that, I literally knew, like, there was 10 rappers that were leaving Jacksonville before I started the Lyricist Live. They stayed, and now they're good because there's a, you know, there was a platform or there was something that kept them here. Right. Or they moved somewhere else, thought it was better, and now they right back here. We, you know, we like, yo, it came right back to Jacksonville because you know we got it sweet. Yeah. You know what's happening. Yeah. Every, the grass always looks greener. But yo, it's really astroturf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the green people really leave Jacksonville. Yeah. Now that. Yeah. <laughs> so my it. last question before Blue gets his questions in, because he he likes the n- number his. I think he you know he's yeah, on like, like I just got five four. billion. Yeah, I just got four. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys talked about the rise and fall of the Battle League Ooh. earlier. Yeah. The BBA. The BBA. The Barbarians Battle Arena. <laughs> yeah. Uh 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 yeah. So 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 give us some you know. Give it. Give us the name. Well, before the you say so, let me give you some background. So when I first met, when I first met Mal, I took a picture of him. Uh, I did a photo shoot with a uh, eighty, uh, uh, 80 and then I met Wax, and I met you know, and, uh, and yeah. um, so when I met Molecule. Now, 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 before we, before you go into that, you say eighty and Wax. Now, Wax is my OG. He brought me into the group. Yeah, that I was yeah. In with eighty. Yeah, and eighty. Y'all was I the started, dopest. Group in Jacksonville. I put that <laughs> on racks. <laughs> All facts. Hardest. Lyrical. I mean. Ah. Right. Yo. So it was like my brother. Um, uh, God bless my brother 80 right now. He's doing life in prison. Um, and we lost a lot, man. It, it, there's so much history that has to do with um, the old art scene right. and the old hip hop art scene and, and and blue was there. I was there. Like, I was a part of this group. Like I, you see me now as Maul Jones. Yeah. But then I was Maul Jones in the group with the East Unit. You know, okay. a, a, a caliber of MCs that were all in their own right ridiculous. I was just happy to be in a group with these brothers. Yeah, yeah. And me and my brother Eighty started rapping together, but you take it from there. You going? Yeah. So, so when I when I met when I met them, I immediately had a love for them because the way they rap, it wasn't because at that time, um, I was just now getting into Tupac. I was just now getting into like these national claim artists, and so when I met. 80 and wax that was my first opportunity to support people that was here in my own city and i was like man these boys are really dope so i actually started supporting uh you know whenever they had shows or whenever 80 had something i was coming to the studio meeting all these people you know i was hanging out with rick rick boyce and you know and it was so it was a big it was a big shout out to prolific prolific yeah Mm -hmm. so i i was i was getting submerged in this culture so and you know you know truth be told I remember when he first started Lyrics Lounge, I think it was like just five people. Um, I remember when Mile, it would just be him starting to rap and then people would come. Mm-hmm. When for Artwork would come and I remember it was on Adam Street. No, what was yep. it, Adam Street? Adam Street, that's it what It was on started. Adam Street. Yep. And then it moved, and then I remember he would move around. But mm-hmm. I remember when he would freestyle, he would freestyle for an hour, just keep on going. I mean, coming up with words. I would pass by, I would watch. And what was so crazy was, I remember JSO, he would say something. And I remember that one time JSO would come on the mic. Well, they probably I, done it a I few remember, times. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah they would just it's come. An and awesome I was just like, video Yo! of the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office officer rapping, right. like beatboxing. Yeah. Right. So, right. so, so, so to, to fast forward to the. 2013, one spark. Yeah, one yeah, yeah, one spark. Yeah. So so fast forward the battle league. So 
I just felt like the lyricist lounge to me. I just felt like lyricist lounge was just um, lyricist live. Lyricist live mm-hmm. was subjected to people who would either come there or friends of his. Mm-hmm. And when the BBA started, it kind of took on a whole new. I kind of looked at him in a different light because he was like the the gatekeeper to like you know it you know to the to people who was on that dirty south hip hop, I mean dirty south rapping, and to people who was on the up north, because it was like it was you know it yeah. was sep- it was segregated. It was, it was yeah. like like people who listened to Wu Tang, and then there was people who listened to Lil Bootsy. Yeah. But the battle the battle league was like a a conglomerate of all kinds Everybody. of you know what I'm saying. So when I went to the battle, I was like finally because there'll be times I'd be like, oh you ever heard of Molecule? Yeah. They'd be like, nah. But then there would be somebody like, uh, what's yeah. what's the, what's pimp? What's the pimp tight? Pimp, and then there'll be people like, oh you ever heard of pimp tight? And we'd be like, pimp tight. Yeah. And so to see people from different like cultures come together and battle each other with yeah. wit, with because he, what 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 he's saying is that with battle rap, you you have you have these genres of hip hop. You got underground hip hop and you got mainstream rap. And in the battle rap culture, battlers do both types of music, but it's all the same format in the battle rap world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when, you know, you come, you come out with, you come, you're a man standing adjacent from another man spinning your bars at him. There's no other way to do that than to do it. There's no beat. There's just your cadence. So the more creative you are with your cadence and the the words you put together, you know, the doper you are. So mm-hmm. it just, it didn't really didn't matter what beat you you were on, yeah. what style of music it was in the battle rap world because everybody's neutral. It's like putting down your weapons. It's like everybody's putting down their weapons and let's go at it. Like let's just go at without our tools and our musical weapons. Yeah, you know. So Miles Jones played this Professor X, like he was the watcher, the gatekeeper, and he was like kind of like the mediator slash curator of the group. And so like he would be the one to incite the lyrical. Uh, 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 camaraderie where he would just rap and then he would challenge people okay let me hear your best 16 yeah. let me hear your best so yeah. and then people would be because there would be times people wouldn't start so he would just get it going get get you know start rapping and then people would join in and then i saw i remember there was a time when they was going at you making memes yeah. and saying why are you the gatekeeper and then he he proved i remember he said all right I'm gonna give y'all my. Uh, he 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 put a challenge before everybody was doing challenges. Oh. He put a challenge where he rapped 16 off freestyle, off the dome. Okay, like like right now, he's gonna do one right now. Go right. Yep. They say they got bars, but they ain't really got nothing. Except them bad kids from them chicks that be fronting. Now, I don't challenge people to raise bars, but I challenge packs clicks. Crews and posses of punks who be feeling you gaseous. Y'all dudes is gas, unleaded a diesel, diesel, just like that dude Nate. I'll blast few yells at your yellow self make you menstruate. Y'all green like Hess and oh yes, I will obliterate your soul. Cause all you do is petrol on everybody page. Anyway, uh. 
Back to these gun bars, baby, I let that ammo go. So much I started my own company, call it Ammo Co. I coexist with dudes till a kangaroo face. Hop in the ring with me, now they number three on that racetrack. You couldn't earn heart if you was that lion on yellow brick roads. Got more bars than Oz. Bad chicks use them for strip poles. I'm leaving no prince. You fairies tell your princess no. She read the storybook of the king. Now she don't kiss toads. But, you know, it's just like... You know, bars, like, you it's just... Hard. Lethal with your you pen. Gotta, You're lethal with that pen. Yeah, lethal. You, you're folding phrases and catch pop culture words and whatever catches the people to connect things together to make them remember. And that that secret jewel in there is, like, how you can get kids to remember their lessons. And that's why exactly. I brought... What I do into public schools. Yeah, because you got double entendres, you got mm-hmm. sentence uh, structure, you got verse, wordplay, rhyming schemes. I right. mean, it was so much. It's so much literature and inf- information in that whole rapping thing. Right, it's, right. It's, it's dope, and, and and that's why I said I said I'll I'll teach you everything you need to know about Shakespeare in one verse, and I'll do more, and I'll do more than that. Like you know, uh, I mean, it's just it's 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 the art of rapping and the art of storytelling. Is really a gift. Yeah, it really and I, is. And I and when I see all of these kids that have this gift, for me to be an artist that can create a platform and not do it, is kind of like, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. Am I, do I just want people to buy my ninety nine cent songs all the time? And yeah. it's just like, be I'm an artist. I got paid off of you guys. I suck to you for money and yeah. songs that you use they listen to yeah. i mean I, i'm just I, I think about it different like i said with, with my father and the, my family in the arts we kind of have a different outlook on what we want to do with coach our culture and our music yeah i don't i, I don't put out I, I i've never purposely put out music to go along with the lyricist live like i didn't use the lyricist live to sell songs every month. Right, like, yeah, To yeah. sell you my you've, you've album. You've been very selfless in that. Right. Didn't do it. At all. I, I didn't put out any projects, you know, uh, in the process of this, because it's like, look, I'm doing this thing every month, this this cipher, and the cipher goes around a year. It's in rotation, 12 months. Every month is a different cypher you got the mother's may i may i edition with kids in may you got the november edition k-n-o-w in november like every month is a different track and we've been in seven years of rotation so it's like i'm i'm physically creating an album that they want and they don't they don't they they don't know they don't even know it it's like you're on it spinning you're in it yeah you're in the city on the spontaneous album. creation, yeah. Is it um, cipher? Is it true yeah. that uh, one of the the one of the battle league cyphers made it on one of Eminem movies that was filmed here in Jacksonville? Um, I don't know about that. One, we, we, they uh, were saying that that Arsenal and uh, oh, and G Man Frost made it. They in? said that it was a clip from that cipher on the um, Eminem movie. That's a very famous battle, man. That 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 battle was crazy with G uh, G Man Frost and yeah. Uh, Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal, uh, yeah, they got into yeah, I it on know, stage. But, yeah, I want to, yeah, and he ran. I was there, by the way. Yeah, they got they got into it on stage, and um, it was some like physical 
Yeah, it went viral. Going on. Yeah, it definitely went viral. That was, that was crazy. On his last battle with, um, with what's the guy from New York? Uh, um, oh, he mentioned it. Yeah, um, he mentioned he it. Talking about was it T Top? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was Arsenal and uh, I don't remember exactly who it was, but that battle became viral. Yeah, he, he mentioned it. Yeah, he mentioned the battle that he had Jacksonville. I heard you ran out. Yeah, on a white boy. Yeah, <laughs> he ran you out of Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, people, people talk about it, and like, it was millions of people tuned in and there. When it happened, it it went viral. It like, yeah. like went viral as soon as I mean, I actually seen it. I, I I seen him run off the stage in you know when he came here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I saw him. But I mean, if I'm just to his defense, if I'm in a city where I don't know anybody and there's nothing but grown yeah. men, like yeah. you know, I yeah. would have kind of ran. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm and then uh, Foss is what six four. Yes. 250 pounds Frost himself is the crowd right like he so, weighs uh, yeah. as much as the crowd yeah, himself uh, so yeah. I definitely yeah yeah so i mean but but it, uh the bba the barbarians battle arena be becoming um the watcher it, it's kind of like a take on the whole marvel series like stan lee is the watcher of everything he's like this galactic character that oversees the entire universe and i'm like rest in peace stan lee yeah, rest definitely in rest in peace, Stan Lee. And I, and we were, uh, you know, I'm kind of like this one person that kind of oversees everything. And me taking the watcher mantle was because I also do videography and film. So I was able to capture a lot of the behind the scenes stuff leading up to the battle. You know, again, mm -hmm. talking intelligently about rhyme for the 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 the, the listener who's interested in like you know the the intricacies of uh battle rap and that's what i do I, I tell a story for them like the watcher i'm the narrator you're the narrator all right well this is this has been wonderful this has yeah. been good i'm gonna play a quick game yeah what's yes up? all you're gonna do is just say one word all right <laughs> all right all right um favorite rapper rakim okay um Favorite rapper from 1990s, the 90s? Oh, favorite rapper from the 1990s? That's Black Thought. Okay. Hmm. Favorite female rapper? My favorite female rapper? Um, I'd say... Mm, MC Light just comes to mind. She's just, she's just MC Light. Like, Why? Because when she came out, with paper thin, like you don't understand, like the 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 mind of the female rapper was not exposed like it was until light came with her savviness, like uh. that was just so on point. She was the her confidence, yeah. her, her in, in a man's field was like impeccable. Let me tell like, you a story about MC Light. I'm so glad you brought her up. <laughs> 1993. Uh-huh. No, I stand corrected. It was 1994. My graduate the graduated class of 1994 Wolfson High right. School. Right. We all took a trip to Disney World for mm -hmm. grad night. Mm -hmm. Who was on deck? High Five, <laughs> Brandy, Jeanne, Classic, mm. Escape, mm. and MC Light. Mm. Okay, who had the biggest crowd in the room? What? You MC know? Light. She had the fellas eating out of her hand, man. It was I have it was something I, I I have goosebumps just thinking about what I witnessed. I walked in and I was like, Yeah. 
no drugs, yeah. no alcohol, all high school kids, 17, 18 year old kids. Yeah. Eating it up. Yeah. That like in that verse in that in that song you doing she doing it like I sh- I shot an ode to uh to Jill Scott, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I shot an ode to Jill Scott, but it was like all, it encompasses all the dope females. Like that's what that song is about. Like it's 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 all about like the dopeness of females. So I said, sing like Jill, voice is so real. The way she grabbed the mic, they make it a big deal. Right. Like they don't <laughs> right. know. Like, that's why it's brand new. That's wrote. why I see y'all don't even yeah, just yeah, understand yeah, yeah. how brand new that track is. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't know how she wrote Queen with a shield. That's real coming from a king in the field. You know, yeah. but uh, but it's just like um I that's what this whole month, like that's why I bought you them songs, because like this whole month I've been waking up like, yo, I'm this this is for women. Like I have a twin sister. Yeah. Like you know, I was born with a woman. Yes. So it's just like yo, I, I you just the one with her. Yeah. yeah, I wake up with that female energy. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yo, you 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 know what I'm saying? This is for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So you know, I, I'm I'm in that zone right now. I could get into my 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 extra ill stuff, but I didn't bring none of that. You know what I'm saying? Because this taste test radio, I, I wanted to bring the taste. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying to the to the to the live. So show, glad you so. did. So glad you did, y'all. Yeah. You, this has been exclusive music. This has been a, a great exclusive interview, right? With Maul Jones, man. This I wish I could talk to you more. Yeah. Right. I mean, we gotta have to have you. We have to have you back. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. And I, you know, we we're scheming something. You and I behind the oh, scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 2019. We are already got it right now. I have it by the collar. You know right. how you grab somebody by that by the collar and right. you you holding them and you like look. 2019. Right. I'm yeah. coming for you. Yeah, we I'm, we, I'm we have something that since Jacksonville's hip hop culture is great, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna build on that. Yeah, let's build on it. I'm and uh, I, we can't share our idea on in this public forum, mm-hmm. but right. keep it exclusive. It's it's definitely gonna be exclusive, and it's it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I I know it is, and I would love for you to be a part of it. Yeah, bro. We um, got blue. So we got blue. What we what? Where can we where can we go wrong? Where can we go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> go wrong. <laughs> so real quick before we wrap up, please tell all of our listeners where they can find you online um you can find me on malljones904.com that is my website you can also find me on instagram malls mind you can find the lyricist live on instagram as well and um you know mall jones facebook I'm on all the yeah, platforms. You you, you, you have social media down to a science. Man, I try, man, but I'm I'm not that good. I'm no, it's good. that's because it's morphing. We just yeah. need to keep current. We got to catch up. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting better than that, man. Yeah, I see you. I follow you. I can. I see you. Yeah. Content. Content is king. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, it's been a pleasure, Blue. Can you really take a quick moment um, and and take our listeners out? If you like what you heard today, please follow us on social media on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter at Taste Test Radio. We also have a website, www.tastetest.live. There you can find all of our old episodes featuring some past guests. Taste Test Live is also a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Castbox, and more. Yep, and we always ask week after week. If you are listening and you're an avid listener of the podcast, regardless of how you're listening, please take a quick moment and just write us a review. We want to know what you feel. We want to know if you like this content. Are we wasting your time or do you like it? You know, if we if you want to hear more, write about it. Let us know. So give us a five star review on that. Also, coming up this Sunday, 
this Sunday. Treat yourself and others to a jazz brunch at WJCT Studio A right before the Jaguars home game. It's the last home game of the season, Sunday, December 16th. Come out for a very tasty and eclectic brunch menu curated by celebrity chef Cartel. Quench your pregame thirst with mimosa fountain and select your own libations from the cash bar. And to top it off, live music by a custom-made band called Jaguars Jam featuring my cousin, saxophonist Tracy Morris. Tickets are available on www.904ticks.com. And this is it for us this week. Um, again, come back one more week. We have one more show left in the month of December. One more show. We're going to close out with a special holiday show from our guest, really good friend, the lovely, the sensual, the sexy MJ Baker, who is going to mm. talk about her newest EP. She's right here, homegrown, and um, she'll be stopping by next week. And then after that, we're going to take a little bit of a holiday break. So everybody, including Autumn, Blue, Mall, all of us, we could take a wonderful break. Right. Um, this podcast has been produced, edited, and recorded by me. I take out my time. I do yes. this because I love you guys. And uh, also, big, 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 big thanks to our friends at WJCT Studios. WJCT has been the leader in Northeast Florida for over 60 years. And to keep great music programs and awesome programming on WJCT 89.9 FM in Jacksonville, please consider making a pledge or a donation to support them. Yeah. There's going to be a pledge drive if you haven't heard it already, but you can go to WJCT.org slash radio in order to support. Yeah. So we have uh, the lyricist himself. We're going to say signing off. Thank you guys so much for thank listening. You, thank you. Peace, my brother. Thank you for having me. Man. Absolutely. Definitely. It's our pleasure. Our, our pleasure. 100.